Hey everybody, we are happy to be here with you starting a new episode of You Never Studied. That's Evan who just said that. I'm Hans, we're glad to be with you. want to start this episode off with a brief apology to Steve Kerr yeah. and his late father Malcolm Kerr. I said last episode that Malcolm was a diplomat because I was reaching, and he, <laughs> and he was a professor, right. president. I was going to tell you that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, you so, knew that? Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to give that apology because that was not a good thing for me to say. I reached. I didn't check. I didn't fact check. And so if you check the show notes on our website for the last There's already episode, a correction there. Corrected it there. Gave you a link to the... The story of his yeah. assassination. It's just because you never studied. And so I... <laughs> that's right. So anyways, remember, youneverstudied.com. You can subscribe to this podcast in any general podcasting mechanism. We would love for you to like it, to share it, to go back to the website to check out our show notes and the resources that we're going to talk about today. So let's get after it. That's right. Didn't you know? Okay, so Hans... We're, we're here, and, and didn't you know there's a lot going on this week? Ob- obviously, uh, Tiger Woods won his first Masters title in 14 years. You and I Long actually time. talked about that. Ben and I talked about that. You and Ben and I talk about similar things. Um, of course, today, this, we record this podcast on Thursdays, and we drop them on Mondays, uh, but the Mueller report just dropped this morning, kind of the yeah, full, well, yeah. redacted, but full report. And Everyone then, will be professionals in it by the time they, right. they well, listen I'll, to we'll this episode. Right, we'll all be experts. Right? Yeah, we'll all be right? experts. Uh, and then uh, uh, Notre Dame burned this week, um, and we decided that we were going to talk about something even more important than all of those things. Right. Right. So this is the thing. I was having lunch with a friend last week, and he said to me, all of those things are good things. Everything you've talked about is right, an, right, right. It's an important, you know, historic event, but I got a little intense about a specific Instagram account. Do tell. About preachers in sneakers. Preachers in sneakers. Right, preachers in sneakers. So you may have heard of it. If you haven't, maybe by the time this is posted, the Instagram account will be taken down. But as of right now, and I'm checking it, it has 142,000 followers. followers. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, 142,000 followers. a few more than me. And so the, the basic premise is this. The guy, the proprietor of the website, okay, who who or the Instagram the, account, the account, yeah, who decided to do this was looking up a video about something, and he saw a, an Elevation Church worship leader in a pair of Yeezys, yes. which are a I think a Kanye West shoe, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Okay, so I have a lot of pair pairs of those. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, Likewise. so these Yeezys were there, and he thought, man, I wonder how many how much money these guys make if they can buy those. Anyway, it started a whole Instagram account. And basically, if you go to it, it's just pictures of celebrity pastors in the United States who are wearing expensive articles of clothing. And then it has a price tag of next like, to yeah, it. next yeah, like to the it. going rate. Right. right. Yeah. So, so it was, you know, like, and there have been some pretty outrageous amounts of dollars from my and, and your yeah, perspective. From our perspectives. So we're talking like, $400 belt, uh, $475 shoes, $1,000 shoes, $3,700 pair of sneakers. Yeah, that, that one was, yeah. Seems like a lot. And so I'm at lunch with my friend, and I'm just, I'm about to explode. I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with this. And I almost wanted a podcast about it last week, but I had to calm down. Yeah. Because I was pretty hot and bothered, and I had to figure out why. 
I was a, a little hot and bothered. Yeah, but I think to... I figured it out. Okay, tell me. Okay, so a few things about this that I I am thinking about. Read several articles too, and all these questions: Should pastors wear a dress like this? Should anyone point it out? Is this okay? Blah 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 blah. So so many people have so many opinions, and we have opinions too. Yes. And I have basically three things I want to share, and then give a little comment about maybe even the evolution of this conversation. After, after, after two weeks or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, less than that. I okay. Think. So first, and this is important, and I didn't think I would say this as my first point because I really wanted to just rail on these I think guys. when we started out thinking we were going to have this conversation, it was going to go a little differently. Yeah, I really – Based on your gut, like, gut, re- gut reaction, right? You know, these guys and their clothing. Pretty much everybody right. I talk to has the same gut right. reaction and, about this. And then I thought, okay, first of all, little thing about me. Most of the clothes I wear were bought for me. Yes, uh, likewise. And um, vehicles I have driven have been bought for me. Lucky. Trips that I have gone on have been bought for me. Lucky. Um, well, it's not lucky. <laughs> it really is it's just – Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people from people care the about church yeah. who have been like, let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. Yeah. Um, and I did sell one of the cars that was given to me mm-hmm. for $500. I sold my car last week for $500. And I think I got – And bought a new pair of shoes. I, just kidding. I didn't. I think I got – 300 out of that 500 because the rest of it didn't happen. Yeah. So Craigslist, I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, you can pay me later. Yeah, and pay me later. There Bye. was no later. Yeah, there was no later. Yeah, and then I got a notice Shame that said me. that I should be uh, like, hey, come get your car. It's impounded, and you got you got towed away. And I was like, I'm, I guess you didn't change over I the title. Even, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I have all that paperwork. If I do get arrested in Louisiana, I can prove that the car was sold. I Perfect. saw it last night. So I realized, okay, most of the things that I wear – Bought for me. Yeah. Given yeah. to me. Th- thank you, Cindy, my mother-in-law, who buys most of my clothes. <laughs> they were gifts. They were people's sure. kindness. I had people at a previous church say to me, we would love to buy you new clothes. We'll take you out. And, yeah. and just, just want to bless and you. just like, yeah, yeah we, we think this would be a good thing. And we like, and this is not a knock on our current churches or previous churches, but, you know, like that helps. You know, that yeah, helps it, make it, ends meet. You and know? so when I saw that, I thought, okay, so I've had that. And I, I and because of that, I have shoes that cost more than I've ever paid. Yeah, for shoes, I have shirts that cost more than I would generally pay. I have Man, jackets. You're, you're bearing the lead here, Hans. You're talking. You're you're already like apologizing for all these dudes no, that have no. spent way too much money on. <laughs> so football. all I'm all I'm saying <laughs> is okay. It's a matter of scale. One and two. Yes. I don't really know if these guys have been given the things that they're wearing or if they bought. Them well, and themselves. you referenced an article, right? Right. Okay. So there is an article. There was a follow-up. Carl Lentz, one of the guys in there, had said pastors can buy whatever they – they should buy what they feel comfortable with. TMZ cornered him in an airport. Yeah, yeah, T- yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, TMZ. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, no, I think you – know, and, and by the way, I have cool kicks or whatever he said. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird. So, yeah. okay, so I know that some of these guys are buying things for themselves, but some you of these guys are nicer than me. Yeah. And I read an article where the guys – one guy was like, honestly – I bought nothing in the picture that you yeah, have. Yeah, it was me. all given to me. And these aren't guys posing in there. It's like pictures of it's them like, doing yeah, church stuff, yeah, and then yeah. they find it. And I thought, okay, so let me just give, be charitable and go, I don't really know the story. And it, to a degree at scale, like even even the clothes I'm wearing maybe today, in as we record this, might feel ostentatious to some, even though it's just a hoodie, khaki shorts, and shoes that were bought for me. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, so you go, ah, it's a matter of scale. Two, though, I don't really know um, – these guys weren't trying to pose, but I don't – I can't just be annoyed to be annoyed. It doesn't make any sense. But the thing that oh, – here's the thing that bugs me though is that this is often from a church culture where leaders can't be questioned. 
Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like so shoes or whatever, like fine. You you like I buy your shoes, wear your shoes, I don't even know. Right. But I do know because I'm kind of a Kind yeah. of studied you've this. studied this. I have studied this one. Yeah, you've studied. I this have one. studied. This I know one. where this so, is going. Uh, yeah. So they these leaders in these large churches often exist in cultures that are kind of opaque and super hyper protective of okay. their pastors. Yes. And so they go, well, we don't want you to know what they make. We don't want right. you to they know try what they of, dress, yeah. how they dress, what they spend on things, the cost of their house. We might buy their house for – or like like they might have a company that buys their house and builds it so you don't really know. Like there's just been things that are happening that can be a little shady. That bugs me. Sure. Don't like that. Yeah. Opaque leadership culture, not good. Guys should get fired over that, and they do get fired over that. Yes, that's um, very true. And then as this conversation uh, continued, before I get to my last point, I – it was interesting to watch how people started to go back and forth. And the proprietor of the website right. he's was like, soft-pedaled a little bit Yeah, back. he went backwards yeah. and he said, you know what? Maybe I didn't know what I was getting into. Oh, yeah. And I mean, right? I, I don't think he, he expected says, this to it's take It's a pretty off slippery slope to be judging people's hearts behind how they spend. You should really consider looking at yourself in the mirror and how you're spending your money. Yeah. Okay. And, and then he confesses to owning a pair of, of Nikes that is like 150 bucks or yeah. whatever, right? That he got on sale, right? Yeah, like, I, that, you always have to say yeah, that. Yeah, I got I, on I, sale. I, yeah. I, I, um, it's funny. I had, we have this, Courtney, I have this friend, Amy, uh, and, uh, I remember one time we were talking, and she was like, I got this shirt at Anthropology, but it was on sale. And I was like, you don't have to tell me yeah. it was on sale. Yeah. You could just tell me you got a shirt at Anthropology, and that would be fine. Yeah. Like, there's oh, not – I guarantee you if if I allowed my wife to spend full retail at Anthropology, she would be like okay with it. She loves <laughs> Anthropology. We're just like that has to be on sale like yeah. 90% off. So what do, you, but, Emma, what do you think about this? Because I don't know if we're totally on the same page about how these guys dress and if it should be called out. Um, or if, you know, because- we're probably not fully on the same page. I think I'm still a little bit more bugged than you only because there might be situations where you or I, this is my only pushback. Okay. There might be situations where you and I would be given so extravagant a gift, uh, extravagant, a gift where we would actually just be like, I can't wear this. I can't use this. Uh, I talked with a, a, a pastor friend of mine one time who wanted to buy mm. his wife a new car or a used car. Okay. And it was a, and the one that they fell in love with that they liked was an Escalade. It, it checked all of the boxes. It was used, and it was cheaper than the car that they ended up going with because of the appearance of owning an Escalade made them kind of go, I don't mm. want to be the pastor's wife driving an Escalade. I just feel like that sends the wrong message, even though it actually they could have been like, it was cheaper than, it was cheaper than the Yukon. It was cheaper than the Yukon. You know, or <laughs> right, like, like, right. And so, so I do kind of go, I think as, as, as pastors, as leaders, we do need to be concerned about the messages that our appearance sends to our people. Because See, that is totally true. And I, and I, like, yeah. I, I agree with that. But, I, but, but for me, the problem will be when other Christians, generally ones who don't have that level of swag, whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. might be, uh, they are the ones who are like, you should never have that. But what I have is fine, right? So the line is always past what you have. Right. And be- that's what bugs Because me. it's the scale thing that yeah. we were talking about so, earlier. So like, I agree with that. I think you're crazy because I don't have what you have. But if I had what you had, I thought somebody. I think somebody above us would be crazy. Oh, I would buy a Tesla Model X if I hit the lottery tomorrow. Right. Just, just because I want a silent electric car that can seat seven kids. You know, like like I, that just seems cool to me. I wouldn't probably really because for the same reason, the Escalade thing, I would probably sure. just go to the, but like just impulse, like buy. So that was- There's, there's high end things that I would want to have. So the thing that calmed me down was, okay, scale, 
right? Like, like I, I can't, I don't know what's going on. And the proprietor of the website also said the same thing. Yeah. Now, Carl Lentz's comment, I'm kind of like, I do think that pastors should be questioned on their purchases. Yes. I, I get bugged because no leader is unaccountable. And I want every leader, I, like I've told people, you should question me on what I spend. You should question me on if you think I'm being extravagant. You should tell me, challenge me, ask me. Yes. Uh, if I'm being faithful with my finances and a good steward, you need to look at, like, you should feel free to investigate it because we're part of the family and you need to know that. So I want pastoral accountability, but here's the thing that maybe bugged me the most as a pastor okay. is that we, we should be known for Jesus and Jesus only. Yes. And so often we are known for other things. Yes. We're known for the spinoff TV show we have. No, we. I mean, like, celebrity but, pastor but the culture. Celebrity pastors, they're known for other things. Yes. And unfortunately, in evangelicalism right now, they're known for harming their churches. Right? Like, that's the thing. And so I do think in that regard, it harms the church some. The church is in Christ's body because people are making comments about it, not hearing the message of the gospel because they they can't get past the static that celebrity pastor culture creates. That is concerning to me, but I don't know the best things to do with it. And I do think it goes back to this idea of, and this is this is maybe a little tangential, but it, but it feels connected. It, this idea of like we're you can be a Christian and be cool. Yeah, you, know, you can be a Christian and be hip, like the world is hip. Yeah, and that is not what the Bible tells us, right? Like, and, and so there is this idea that like you can be a Christian and be like the world. And it's like, no, you're actually going to get persecuted for right. for being distinct from the world as and, a Christian, and, and so you're going to suffer because of Christ. With that, I think it's really good because it's a reminder for us as pastors that and and believers, yeah, that the way of Jesus is a way of death and self denial, right. yeah, and. We should not be pursuing ways of status, power, prestige. Mm-hmm. Like that's not for us to go after. That's not for us to be known for. And if and the Lord does it, he does it. And you it. can't call it a means to an end to to gain right. to curry favor More with people, lost people, right? Like, and, and that's so. The concern is the way of the cross is a way of death. Yes, and it doesn't often in large church culture. Though I don't know fully. It doesn't often feel that way. Yeah. The way of Jesus seems different, which actually brings us to our next segment. Hit the books. So, Hans, you and I have a mutual friend. Right. David, Speaking of the way of Jesus. Uh, yes, absolutely. David Mills uh, worked with us. He was a colleague of ours and a friend of ours at the colleague. chapel. I like colleague. He was a colleague. He, he worked uh, at an office across from mine for several years. He's um, a good, good and a man. a good dude. Now he is a... Um, uh, a uh, he works in Washington, He works in Washington, D.C. We'll just leave it at and he, that. No, I was going to say he's a lay leader at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Yes, he is a member of Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C., where mm-hmm. he is a youth ministry volunteer. Read from the back cover of his book, Unnecessary Complications. You can see a link to that in Which we both read. the show notes. Yes, I read it. Now, I need to first... David needs an apology from me. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said that. I don't know what this is, David. I love... I didn't vet this. I love David. And David provided me numerous opportunities to engage with him on the comment of, his, of content of this book. Before it was published? Before he published uh... it. And... I took very few of those opportunities, and I feel like I did a disservice to my friend whom I love, who is putting himself out there sure. to let me see his see ideas idea before they get out, and I didn't do what I could have done for him, and I, I apologize to him for that probably once a month. Oh, well, uh, so you you already have apologized. I have. But you're but publicly doing it. I want it. people to know I failed David in this, Well, but he wrote a book, and... 
just first off, I'm super, super proud of you. Yeah, me, me, me too. Y'all's relationship, I would say, is deeper than my, my relationship with I spent with, with my David. last birthday, uh, my most recent birthday, in D.C. with him. Yes. Yeah. He was at the hotel. You told me he 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 took you around Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill Baptist. And we sat at a coffee shop uh, for an hour or two and just chatted. I'm sure he had a million other things to do, but he gave me hours of his evening. And it was maybe my best birthday in a long, long time because he's awesome. When Mark Dever tweeted a sermon point from David's, one of his like Wednesday night or Sunday night lessons that he did, I was like, wait, are David Mills? Back yeah. when I was still on Twitter, and that was probably the proudest I've ever been of David. Yeah, he's awesome. That, okay, so yeah. Evan, give us – you're good at distilling thoughts. Give us a little bit about what this book is about. Yeah, so 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 David wrote this book, Unnecessary Complications, basically talking about Christian relationships as, as an idea of – it's another one of those kind of Christian books about dating. And what, what should dating look like as Christians? What should relationships Not before marriage – Not unnecessarily complicated. Correct. And uh, the thesis, the, the – the premise of his book is the Bible doesn't really have a category for what we talk about as as dating in in, in Western culture now, and and he's looking at it basically just biblically going so so what's our what's what's yeah, our what's role our, what's your, yeah. yeah what should we do what's, what's the framework yeah what's the framework for how to enter into a committed relationship that that leads to marriage. When when there's this weird middle ground that we've seemed to have constructed, it's become a big part of how we operate. Huge part of everything about life, you know, all these unwritten rules, a lot of which he calls out directly. So let me just – I'll get to that because he actually says this on page 90. He goes, here's the crux of the matter. The concept of dating does not appear expressly in the Bible. In fact, the relationship status of dating does not exist anywhere in the Bible. Dating is a category of relationship that we acknowledge in modern society as a viable one. It's a category we invented. It's a category that we take for granted as one we are supposed to have access to should the situation arrive. It's a category of relationship that which we have given value. It's a category that so many people want to be in. It's a category that I am convinced isn't supposed to exist. Yeah. That's basically – That's his thesis. What, that, that, yeah. That's the burden that he is unburdening or bringing through this book. Yes. Now, what do you think? I loved it. As a premise, I think that that book, I think that that book's premise is spot on. I think, oftentimes, and there were so there were so many examples that he brought up. I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. That's oh, yep. That's that's right. Um, and he he brought up lots of things. Well, and of course, I think it's fair to say, speaking from experience, um, we dated our spouses and then got married. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and so I look back and go, oh yeah, I, def- I definitely did that. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, you know, didn't guard my heart about this yeah. thing and started, pl- you know, playing yeah. like we were more committed than we really were, which right. is a big part, a big part of his argument. Yeah, I, I, um, I really like what he says there, though, because he does. He goes, OK, it, like you have a marriage relationship, you have family relationships, you have neighbor relationships. And like what we call dating is really just the relationship between brothers and sisters in the Lord, because his audience is for Christians. He's yes. not writing just for everybody. Right. And so – He's like, we need to live out of that relationship, and dating isn't that relationship. And you do a lot of things in there that feel real but aren't. They're really an illusion. They're fake. And you need to be living as if they don't exist, which is – now, I think people who hear it – and then tell me if you feel this way. People who hear it go, that feels right, but I don't really see it happening. I think that's often like – 
even if you go to the website unnecessarycomplications.com, mm-hmm. you'll see like, he has like people will ask him questions and reply, and they'll go, I just don't even know how to do what you're saying, but I like what you're saying. Do you feel that way a little bit? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and I think one of the one of the hard things for me uh, in it, there was one example that he brought up that, that I kind of – my only pushback was – um, he brought up a, a situation at at our church that we were all at together, where uh, a person one of one of the one of the people in the relationship wanted to go do this Thanksgiving banquet for international right. ministry, and one of them wanted to go see their brother play in like the championship football game or for whatever his school, it was. Or, right. yeah, whatever. And and because they were dating, they felt like they needed to make a decision sure. together what they were going to do. And he was kind of just like, "You don't need to do that. Like, you just go do your thing." She goes and does her thing because y'all right. are committed to each other right. in any meaningful way. And and the only pushback that I had for that was, that's true uh, based on your thesis, and I actually do agree with you, but if not then, then it's going to show up in your engagement, uh, and it might bring all sorts of selfishness and red flags yeah. out after you nope. put that ring on her finger where she goes, oh, you're a selfish jerk, and I'm not sure I want to marry yeah. you. And but you didn't I, have a chance to do that before. Yeah, I would just say to that, I get what you're saying. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit. I do think that's an overstatement because you never learn everything you need to learn about your spouse out before you get married, and you still learn things after you get well, married. Well, yeah, and that could like, be the, the argument could oh be my cohabitating gosh, I did not know that thing even on. exists. But I think summarily, it would do – Listeners, well, to pick up that book. Yes, specifically, I agree. like it, you have to kind of. I would say you have to kind of get into the middle of it before you're going. Oh, it really now it starts. He lays to a lot up, of groundwork yeah, at the beginning. That's steam. really good. And you, and so I think in regard to his general challenge, it does. It makes you go, huh? I've never even yeah. really considered that. Yeah. And I have seen uh, one couple in in California actually do something where the guy was like, I'm interested in this girl at my church and we do talk together. But when we talk, we talk in public, but like over here because we're in church together and that's our community and we don't want to harm our community if it doesn't work out. Yeah. So right now we're pursuing each other and our leadership knows we're pursuing each other, but we're not bringing that whole dynamic into the church family fully because if it ends, it would end badly. The more people get emotionally invested in the idea of us being together. So we're just testing the waters. We're having people pray for us. And I thought that feels healthy, right? It, like, like it, it's like youth groups where they're like, oh man, like, like you have to pick a side. So-and-so broke up with so-and-so. Like they just removed it. Like we're going to pursue each other and do that. So I think right. it's a good idea, a good concept uh, and challenging for what we do. But all of this talk is hurting my head. <laughs> so I think it's time for our next segment, which is... Study Break! All right, so here we are, everybody. The most important part of the podcast you know, today. Definitely. Yeah, so the most important piece of news that happened was was on Friday of last week, the day after we normally record, so yeah. we couldn't get to it until now. But but Star Wars Celebration was happening, and so they dropped the new... What is Star Wars? It's like Wars? Comic-Con, but okay, just for Star Wars. sure, great. Um, and, and they dropped the new, the new trailer for Episode Nine, which is called The Rise... Last Jedi. No, The Rise of Skywalker. You know what it's called. The you Rise know, you of know, Luke Skywalker. No, just The Rise of Skywalker. We don't know who it is. All right, Mark so Hamill. We don't. What? Okay. We're, what we're going to do now, everybody, is we're actually going to pause the is recording. That, it, I, wait. Did I just do a spoiler that it's Mark Hamill no, of who course. actually plays Luke Skywalker? No. That, if you guys course. didn't know that yet, you, oh my gosh, you heard it here. We first. are going to. We. we, we I are actually gonna, haven't seen this trailer. Yeah, we're going to pause. Hey, stop getting mad at me. And we're going to watch the trailer. This. I'm trying to keep this podcast from being less than 30 minutes. We're gonna. 
we're going to watch the trailer, which is not going to be included in the audio, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. So and we're going to tell you everything. We're going to pause right now and watch the trailer, and then Hans and I are going to dissect this together, and it's going to be perfect commentary that you're going to not going to want to miss. I can't wait. Okay. Saw the what is it? The trailer. Saw trailer. the trailer. The preview. However yeah. you want to call it. I saw the preview <laughs> before the movie. We just watched. Okay. Tell, I know. Yeah. I know who Ray is. Yeah. Okay. You, Ray is a girl. Yeah. 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 He's that great. Helps. Yeah. No. She. <laughs> hey. Surprised you know that Ray is a female <laughs> character in this. Um, Lando was there. Yeah. Billy D. Williams, original Lando, yeah. eighty-two years old. Correct. I'm pretty sure all he does is sit in that cockpit. He doesn't like do <laughs> a lot of running. He looked like sixty. So yeah. No, he, was he looks doing great. Well. He they looks must great. have CGI'd him. I don't think so. I think he just looks that good. Do you think they did any CGI, or do you think everything they'd made is real in that movie, even uh, the ships? Uh, uh, we'll we'll offline about that and explain to you how movies are made okay <laughs> all right so here i'm just gonna say this from the jump i don't care so uh, let me let me just say one thing okay no. this, this this movie is directed by jj abrams yeah you like jj cloverfield's great yes and you like his star trek movies you, i do i've seen two of I mean, them apparently there are three you were I've a fan two. of lost back in the day which he was somewhat responsible uh, for i, I, I mean yeah. at, the, at, the, at the beginning sure, sure. and that's when he was okay. in it yeah uh and 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 you've watched uh uh, uh super eight and some sure. of his other like he's but here's good. the deal yeah i just don't care tell me why i should care tell me what i just saw and why it matters well, you, it's episode nine, so you'd need to see seven and eight, which I've tried to get you to do for the last four years. And yeah, you now it's just cool not to. Yeah, and so now you're you're just you're locked in. I'm riding in. this I, out as long and, as and I can. And I get it, but there are some people who would probably like to know what my genuine thoughts I are. I want to know this. what your thoughts okay. are. So, so here's the deal. I'm going to leave now. This is the <laughs> everybody. Hans is. I'm just going to talk for the next 25 minutes. This is a 50 <laughs> minute. Oh, I totally could. I, I I said to Zach today we were chatting on it uh, on GTAT about this, and I was like. This is what I want our podcast to be tonight, <laughs> but it's not gonna be because Hans is here. But but so so okay. The the, the big thing that's exciting. I'll is, hang up and listen. The big thing that's exciting is this this movie's title is called The Rise of Skywalker, and no one knows what that means because the big thing that's been the mystery because it's J.J. Abrams, right? So it's kind of a mystery box element that he always has in his things. He he has a TED talk on mystery boxes. Y'all can Google that. We'll I've to seen it. In the show it. He keeps it like he, yeah, has, he has a, a real yeah one. a real mystery box from his like grandfather or something. Yeah. Anyway, so the mystery box in Star Wars, which some people don't like because Star Wars has previously not really had that. Stuff stuff um i mean they would say luke i'm your father is definitely one but we don't know who ray's parents are we don't know how she's connected or if she is connected at all to the skywalker narrative you know anakin darth vader luke like those you know Mm -hmm. all that stuff now kylo ren is han solo's son and Which he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy with the mask. He's uh, Adam oh, Driver's character. Uh, well, he looks like Snape, but yeah, no, he's I Adam. Snape. Ad, no, it's Adam Driver. Okay. He's much younger than Snape, who is now Alan Rickman, who's deceased. Um, but right. he does, yeah, he does look like him. Also, there. Hans Gruber. Uh, Hans Gruber. Yes, I'm not going to make. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> which has been talked about on Facebook, which you are not on. Anyways, um, so so the mystery box is who are Ray's parents and what is she to these people. Oh. I have a guess. Is she a Skywalker? Because in in The Last Jedi, which was not directed by J.J. Abrams, it was said that her parents were no one. Like that was that was a big reveal. Like who are no who are my parents? Have parents? Well, it just basically says her parents were just just junk dealers. Like she was, in which she grew up in a junkyard okay. and all that kind of stuff. So, but now this thing's called the Rise of Skywalker, and like, so what does that mean? Because spoiler alert: Luke dies in in Episode mm-hmm. Eight. So I'm Han sorry. dies in Seven. And Luke, Luke dies good. in eight. Carrie Fisher 
died in real life. Right. But Princess Leia is used. Did they have to end her they, in the show? She she had show? footage. It's yeah, it's a, a it's, it's a TV show. Yeah. Um, they they had they had footage left over from the other two movies that they're splicing in digitally doing. So she's right. in the movie somehow, but either she'll die or fade out of that. So so really, the only one that's left is Billy D flying the Millennium Falcon, laughing. Lando is the only original character left, and it's really the torch has been passed to these new characters. And the big thing is, who is Rey? What does Rise of the Skywalker mean? Kylo Ren, who really is the only one with Skywalker blood, because Leia is a Skywalker. Okay. Uh, is he the Skywalker? That doesn't seem right. And, and my sense for the four people yeah, that want to know what this is. Tell, tell us what we need to know. What's I in believe, the box? I believe that, given what we know from The Last Jedi, Rey is no one. And the way that The Last Jedi kind of subverts all the normal Star Wars tropes and expectations and kind of does away with them for a more modern story is like, she's no one. And Skywalker now is going to be an idea. An, a, an or, a new order. There's not going to be Jedi. There's He's not going to be vision. Sith. Uh, well, I, I just think just roll ri- with it. the rise of Skywalker is is an idea. The idea is it's not light and dark. There's balance. You, everybody's mm. going to have both of that in them, and they have to decide where they're going to be. And that's what a Skywalker does. Luke Skywalker did that. Anakin Skywalker did that. They both made Sounds choices good. that were wrong. And I, I think that that's... Wait. What that is. So here's what, oh. I, so you I, need to see these movies. I'm excited about seeing the movies. Here's the deal. Buy me a $1,000 pair of sneakers. <laughs> and then you'll see the movies with I'll me? then I'll see the movies. All right, I just sold the Ford Focus, so I'm halfway there, except I'm not going to do that. Can't so wait. So I guess we're at an impasse, but you know what, study buddies? I'll wear them down. You, eventually, yes, and you know what? Really excited about the next episode that we have. That's right. Right, so we're going to have our Endgame reaction episode. That's right. All Endgame, all, end all game, the time. All the time. No spoilers. Three hours, just like the movie. <laughs> play by play. And we will see you next time, study buddies. See you. See you.